Hello. Welcome. You're listening to Chin Chin, a brand new podcast where we talk about all things life, love, and everything in between that is worth raising a glass and toasting to. We're your hosts, Matt and Sophie, and each episode, we'd love you to join us for a drink as we catch up and share a few laughs because, after all, this is happy hour. This week, we're talking self-reinvention. From a change in perspective, a new city, or a career switch that changes everything. Grab a wine and let's have a chat. Chin chin. Hey Soph, how are we? Good. How are you going, Maddie? What's been happening? Oh, I'm pretty good. We're being naughty. We're recording in the middle of the day and we're already drinking. I know. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's totally appropriate. It's a beautiful day out and we've got a lovely... um, glass of brute here so i know having some champagne look how fancy we are i know look i feel like we finally made it to our best life you know this yeah. is kind of what we had always dreamed of right it is the dream cheese board champagne living living our dream i know so what have you been up to this week what's been happening i've had a really busy week i actually got a job oh my god yeah. amazing which is exciting because i've been looking for a few months and it kind of all finally came to fruition so i'm studying a couple of weeks but yeah that's kind of been my focus the last few weeks so it's a really big deal yeah it's just crazy like it's just been such a massive process trying to find something and find something that i actually want to do um but yeah i'm really really excited to start and kind of get back into a little bit of normality again how did you feel once you like kind of got the call like were you nervous you were anticipating that this job was kind of like the right fit you know and sometimes you're just vibing yeah oh it definitely is the right fit i think i was a little bit nervous because i've had a few people just come back and be like nope 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 and it's just been that constant like stream of no you're not qualified enough or it's hard not to take that on yeah kind of start to feel like a little bit knocked knocked around bruised and battered yeah but i think it's just one of those things like everything happens for a reason that's my little life mantra um but yeah no it's the right job it's the right company and yeah i'm just excited to get started so the call was you know a little breath of fresh air so yeah i'm happy i'm proud of you baby honestly so deserve thank it. you like i feel like this was just all meant to be you know when sometimes it's all like, lined up yeah the stars mm. just align and things fall into place just at the perfect timing yeah look at you got a new man new job <laughs> so crazy i know how about you what have you been doing well i actually was um uh, so I'm still, I'm kind of partial stand down. So I'm yeah. still working a couple of days a week. Um, but it was funny. I was like actually on the way to work um, the other day and I carpooled with one of my good girlfriends that I worked down the coast with. Okay. So it kind of makes the trip a little bit more fun because obviously we spent so much time commuting from yeah. here, from Brizzy to the Gold Coast. Um, so anyway, she was like, hey, I'm here. And I was just about to come out and um, I was literally like, about to go to the bathroom Mm. and I walked in and I got the biggest fright like jumped out of my skin because there was a huge snake in the in your bathroom no there wasn't you haven't told me this no I know I was literally I jumped on the spot because we get snakes around our house a fair bit because it's quite um like 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 near bushland lots of trees and and quite like leafy um it literally Matt you should have seen me I just like went because we've had snakes in the house before and uh, I said I was like hang on a minute like had to text her I was like oh just be out in a minute I'm just gonna get a snake out of the house so I've got a broom it's giving me a little nudge this is what happens when you live in Australia everyone (laughs) just gonna quickly get rid of this snake (laughs) yeah before I go to work um so I kind of reinvented myself to a snake wrangler but I was giving him a, a little nudge in the right direction to try and get me out the window 
But it's quite lucky because he was, he had his head out the window still. Okay. So he was facing that way, but he didn't move at first. And I thought, oh my God, is this snake like died in my like toilet window? And so I was like, I'm going to have to pick him up. And then, because he wasn't moving. And then anyway, I gave him a little bit of uh, like a, another poke with the yeah. um, broom. I think he was just snoozing. What but kind of snake was, was it? He was a python. So it was about a meter long. He was about like his... Tummy was about like the size of like a pump bottle. Like, yeah. Um, so he was quite thick, but he it has, wasn't as big as we've had snakes in the house before. Like I've come upstairs into the upstairs kitchen and there has been like a two and a half meter full blown adult python. Okay, like, I'm never coming to your house ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I hate snakes well, so much. We put, we've got screens on all of the windows now downstairs except the bathroom and shower. So anyway. He knew his way in. He's like, this is where I see the weakness. I'm going to break in I by know, the bathroom. I know, but I was just like, this is genuinely a horror story. So, you know, I was just grateful that like, because I always get paranoid about snakes going in the house. I just walked in and I was just like, wow, this is a lot for, you know, like 6am to deal with. But anyway, so that was my weekly adventure. Oh my God. I know. Crazy. Hey, so part-time snake wrangler. <laughs> part-time worker, part-time snake catcher. <laughs> part-time designer, part-time podcaster. Oh my God. Just a little bit of everything. You know? And you went away as well the other week. You went to the coast. How oh was my that? gosh, I did. And it felt so good. Yeah. I just... Going into the ocean for me, like I had a big swim once we got there. It was a stunning, stunning day. Yeah. Um, and going to the ocean was the best thing I could have done for my mental health. Like it was a full reset. I was just feeling a little bit like on edge before I went. I was feeling a bit stressed about a few things that are going on in life. You need to have a bit of a break. As everybody's feeling, you know, those pressures of this crazy year. And that feeling when you jump in the ocean, especially when it's quite cold, is just like so invigorating. It's just, you literally feel like it just washes away all your problems. And then you go and lie on the beach. I was reading this like magazine that I mm. love called Womankind, which is like about all these like amazing women all around the world. And, and it just felt, oh God, it just felt so goddamn good. It yeah. really did. You just like, needed that little reset and just to feel like a new person, nice 100%. and fresh. Yeah. And so then I could come back and deal with like all my, like, seemingly crazy like life like snakes in my bathroom and stuff like that but anyway yeah. it was yeah that's it was so amazing. good that you got the opportunity to just take yourself away and just have a bit of a break with sam and just yeah, yeah. it was really lovely we went out to quite a few little boozy dinners around that's what um, you got to do that's the whole point of going <laughs> away isn't it yeah it was great <laughs> yeah it was really good so how about you you've been out whining and dining a lot lately oh I have actually, yeah, I've been out quite a few times for dinner, but it's just because I'm trying to make the most of things being open. Yes. Just because so it's kind true. of like really hit and miss. You just don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I've been going out a couple of times, just being social, you yeah. know, doing my normal thing. But, yeah, it's been good. I've just been focusing on trying to get myself prepared to go to work. I know. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a thing if you've been on a little bit of a break. to come I've been off for about a year now, so that. it's going to be a bit of a shock, yeah. I think. It's going to be, yeah, just readjusting and reprioritizing everything, but you know, that's all right. It'll be worth it, babe. Like you'll feel like a new version of yourself in the best I way. I know. It'll be amazing. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about self-reinvention. And yeah. actually that was part of the reason why I um, selected this wine that we're having today. So we're actually having, as I said before, we're having a brute. So this okay. is a champagne. Um, it's very popular as everyone will know. It's a Veuve Cricot. Mm. So it's, um, I thought super appropriate for today and what we're talking about because Verve was actually um, 
driven. The company was um, taken over by this woman who was widowed at 27. Okay. So she was super young um, and she had a three-year-old daughter at the time, I believe. Mm. And she basically, like, um, she took over this company as as a woman in a time where they you know, weren't even allowed to basically open bank accounts or do anything like that. And so she was super progressive and Verve um, actually translates to widow. So she kind of going through all this turmoil and crazy things in her life, put like her best like foot forward and totally like took control and reinvented herself and became like the first female um, to get into the champagne wow, industry. Wow, that's so she amazing. Was, she was super progressive for her time. And she was also the first person who actually added, um, she created like a sparkling rosé, was the first person oh, to yeah. invent it. So okay. she was super progressive and like had all these amazing ideas and just like obviously was just this crazy powerhouse woman. She wanted to change things up a little bit. Yeah, but she was like, I mean, you can't get any much more like self-reinvention in one person than that. Like she was... Like, took over this crazy industry that was, at the time, like, women didn't have their own businesses or anything like that. And she was reinventing her whole life after Mm. a great loss. And it was just so inspiring to me. Like, when I found that out, like, we all love Verve anyway. Like, everybody, I think, really Just adds to you loving it even more. But now I just froth her. I just think she's amazing. (laughs) I just thought, wow, that's, like, so inspiring to me. And it just kind of gives me that sense of hope and, like, no matter what we're all facing right now, especially in a year that I feel like a lot of people are feeling chaos, maybe even sometimes the first time in their life or uncertainty, which I hate that word because I hear it all the time, Mm. but it's like you can turn something that's really average into an opportunity for something really good. And that's what this woman did. And I was like, here's to your sister. Yeah. Let's definitely um, cheers to that and moving forward, you know, exactly moving forward and self reinvention. Here's to finding the positives, babe. Chin, 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 chin. So today we're going to be talking about self reinvention and I guess you can look at self reinvention in different stages. So it could be when you leave school or when you start university or you go to work for the first time. And I guess there's these major milestones that pop up in our lives where they kind of force us to make decisions and kind of change the path we're going on, I guess. So what do you think about self reinvention, Soph? I think like self reinvention is like something that can feel scary at the time, but is actually something that is super, um, you know, like a positive experience. Mm. So, because I think when you're going through those growing pains um, of change, um, you can kind of feel that kind of almost that fear. Um, but once then you get to the other side and you're on the other side of whether it's a milestone that you're achieving, like. Um, moving on to another phase of your life or if it's something that's kind of been put upon you with circumstances outside of your control like you might lose your job or like you know have like you know be have to move cities or something like that for work it's something that I think once you get through the process it makes you better as a person and you're able to relate to people I think on more deep levels as Mm. well because you've experienced something that You've got more breadth of experience as well as depth, I think. Yeah. So, Do you think you're the type of person that embraces change as it comes into your life? I think, yeah. I think generally, like, I, I quite like change, um, you know, which is interesting because my partner tends to not be as open to change as okay. me. He's kind of pretty happy, like, on his pathway, whereas, like, I kind of have that restless part to my soul where I'm always looking for kind of, like... You want to keep doing something new. 
Uh, yeah, I, I find it stimulating. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's different points I don't find it really scary. Like, um, you know, obviously, like moving to a new place where you don't really know anybody and you kind of haven't realised how much your support networks have actively gotten you through different things. Like yeah. when I moved overseas, I didn't realise how much kind of validation and support I had like I was always grateful and knew I had a really strong network, but when you don't have that everyday validation from people around you and you're going through so many changes all at once, like finding new friends, finding a job, like living in a new city where you don't know where anything is or how things work, like even how to do your tax or what is it that led you? Like it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. So what is it that led you to making the decision to move overseas? Cause I know like I've had a similar experience in terms of moving just interstate when I moved to Melbourne, but with you, what kind of led you to the decision thinking, you know, I want to embrace this change. Like, even though it's something that's really, you know, potentially quite scary, what led you to, to making the decision? Well, I knew I always wanted to, um, spent a lot of time traveling. I yeah. travel was something that I had always really enjoyed doing and I had done holidays as often as I could when mm-hmm. I was at uni and save up like all my money and basically go and like have all these experiences whenever I could. And I kind of decided that I wanted to have that experience of living somewhere else and experiencing kind of, I guess, a different way of life. I moved to, to England, which is quite, I guess, similar to Australia. It's not like I went to a country that was extremely different culturally. But even that, like, there's all those little things that you don't realise that you're just um, kind of not even aware that are, like, slight subtle differences that you're yeah. just accustomed to. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of felt that I, I wanted to have those experiences. And growing up, my mum would always talk about travelling with her sisters so she's got two sisters and they like traveled all around Europe together and they would tell these hilarious stories always at the dinner table over a couple of glasses of wine and, you know, and they kind of, I think it was just such like a fond memory for them. And it was always kind of like, seemed like the ultimate kind of thing is to have what you wanted to do as well. Yeah. And mm. like, cause that was always around me. Yeah. Um, I just kind of felt like, okay, well, this is like something that I wouldn't have in my life, have all these experiences and have all these memories and have all these um, things that I've shared with other people. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that's what drove me to do it. And I was quite fortunate because one of my best friends ended up coming along for the ride too. So it was something that we've shared together and we already have like a a very, very solid friendship, but I think that just took us to the next level. Solidified it even more. It's like now it's an unbreakable bond. Like, we're always we're each other to kind of ride or die, you know, always have each other's back. And I think that's because we experienced so much together and we were each other's family and whole support networks at different points of that experience too. Do you think that you came back from London as a different person or like oh, just completely had different. Yeah, different person? Completely different. So different. Like, um, I thought I had my shit totally together before I went and mm. I just had no idea how much of just like just like privileged like young naive girl i was like i just i really thought that i was like adulting how old were you when you moved there i moved just after i turned 22. okay yeah so i was young like and that's a massive period of change anyway fresh out of school but it's like yeah i i I was pretty young um but it was just when i came back i came back around 25 Mm -hmm. and my depth of experience was just completely different like it was the first time my life has struggled like i didn't have somebody there to just sort out my problems and tell me like how to do stuff and i just had to like i remember i i ate 
porridge for like a month <laughs> because I was so poor. And yeah. I'm not even talking like it started off with like blueberries and bananas and and like honey in it on the It was all nice to begin with. I was like so nice. And then at the end I was literally I didn't even have milk to put it in. It was like it was like gruel, like prison oh, no. stuff. It was like water and oats <laughs> on the hob. And I would just stir it around. And if I was lucky, I'd have a little bit of cinnamon left or I'd pinch some from my roommates. <laughs> and I was just like, it was grim. It was hard. And the struggle, honestly, it was like makes me appreciate then when I'm sitting now with friends and yeah. I'm having drinking a, a bottle of champagne with me of a, <laughs> yeah exactly in a nice apartment and you know Brisbane's beautiful for that reason it's such an affordable city to live in yeah um so you can live a really nice life and everything's very accessible here but I mean living in a big city it's cutthroat like you're competing with everybody for everything all mm. the time so it was just a different experience and it was something that I had been not exposed to before okay you know? So I was, I was, I mean, I got driven to and from school every day. Like it was like, I was like very well looked after. Um, and I think it was a bit of a shock to like, you know, catch the trains and yeah. do all this stuff. I was like, oh, okay. But I think it's good. It's also one of those opportunities for you obviously to grow as a person, even though you were probably in London thinking, why did I do this? I actually loved it. You loved there it, did days, you? Okay. There was days where I was like, oh my God, like this is hard. Yeah. Or I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, because I was doing temp work and so I was okay. at the shop with jobs. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Like, there are people back home, like, who are starting their careers. And I'm just, like, working here for a bit and then working there. But it was actually really interesting because I saw into the head offices of a lot of major companies because I would be doing contracts there and then I'd move on to somewhere else. So you yeah. kind of saw there's a little, a good piece of insight. And I'm glad for the experience. But then I was kind of ready to get home and okay. sink my teeth into something. And that's when I met you when I came back. So, there you go. Yeah. But what about you? Tell me about your experience moving to Melbourne. I think with me with Melbourne, I always wanted to go. I think it was like ingrained because I was pretty similar to you. Like my parents like have traveled the world. Like they've always had really interesting careers. They've always done all these amazing things. And I'd sit growing up listening to their stories and listening to all the things that they would do. And I thought, I want to make sure that I'm doing you know, Those what things. they did. Yeah. yeah. And making sure that I'm like always challenging myself to grow and do, do more things and not just kind of accept what the status quo is, it, you know, going to uni, getting a job, getting married, doing all that sort of stuff that, you know, society tells you is what you're supposed to do. And I guess I finished high school and one of my really good girlfriends had moved to Melbourne and she was always saying to me, she's like, Matt, you should come down. You would love it so much. And I said, okay. And in 2000 and 40 maybe yeah I think I'd gone down once to go and visit her and I just became obsessed with Melbourne it was kind of my little mecca where I just turned up and everything was exciting and there was so much going on and there were so many people and over the course of the next few years I would go like four or five times every year yeah and I would just and then Im- you were just like I need to fully ingrain my life here yeah and it just kind of became one of those things and I was just driven to get to that next stage. So I got a job and ended up getting a promotion and moving down to Melbourne. And it was really tricky because it was something that I ended up doing on my own. Like I was in a relationship when I got given the opportunity to go and my partner didn't want to come. And it was kind of just, yeah. And it was kind of like, well, I've got a nice life in Brisbane. I've got a decent job. I've got a partner here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I knew deep down that, 
it was really important for me you to go. Craving that like change. And I was craving the change, and I was craving you know for there to be just growth in my life and just you know it's stimulation. Too, yeah, because it's like you know if you have all these new things around you, then it's like you, you know that's how you grow as a person. Like it's just you you know if you do the same things every day, then nothing's going yeah. to change. And it's one of those things as well. Even when it terrifies you, I think when something terrifies you, that's the point that you should be doing it. Because when you get too comfortable, you just get stuck in your ways and nothing good happens. Like you just are just living day to day, but you're not actually living, if that makes sense. I think that can happen often in a workplace too. Like if people are with a company for a really long time, they can become apathetic because they've just always been there. It's like they kind of get almost just, they don't push themselves anymore because they're kind of like, same old, same old a little bit. And that's yeah. not the case for everybody, obviously. But I think that that can happen. And I think it's actually quite important, especially when you're early-ish in your career. Like, mm. You know, we're both still at the beginning of our careers because we have a lifetime ahead of us for working. You know, it's like it's important to have experiences and change jobs and do contracts and just experience different styles of different things and different companies. Yeah, to learn what works change, for you as well. Change mm. stuff up. And I think that that's really like important but i guess the thing is these both experiences that we've just shared are like things that we chose for self-reinvention we did yeah you look at 2020 now and how crazy it is and there's like so many people being thrown into these situations where it's like self-reinvention but it's not necessarily it's not your choice or Mm. or they haven't chosen it and it's like you know your really good friend caitlin who i met the other night who's so lovely like she was a travel guide right so it's like yeah that's how we met that's right yeah she was the most incredible person and it's like and now she's fully switched gear she's working um you know like in a completely different field what does she do again so caitlin was my top deck tour guide when i was overseas a couple of years ago and she moved back to brisbane and now she's a tree lopper yes tree lopper yeah See, that's the thing. She Bit of a career she's switch. She's like a lumberjack. She like, is. That's such a shake-up, but that's so cool because She's like, the coolest person I know, so I love Caitlin. <laughs> she's, like, trying something that's completely different. Like, if it wasn't for this whole crazy year, she would have That would never have that. happened. Exactly. And it's like, you know, it's just push her in this new direction. She enjoys it, clearly, because she's, like, yeah. you know, comes back and she's got all these great stories from the day and stuff like that. And it's just, like... I probably wouldn't have met her yeah. either if she hadn't come back... And travel hadn't stopped. For sure, yeah. So it's like, you know, I think she's such a cool person. It's like I've met this person because they've been put on this kind of like trajectory. Yeah, because of the circumstances, I guess. And that's the weird thing about this year as well, isn't it? Because even with me, like I was meant to be traveling all year. Your focus was to be, you know, with work and like, you know, growing your career. And it's kind of just like, what's happening? What's going on? And we're in this new situation where things are changing every day. Yeah. And we kind of have to just go with the flow, which I kind of hate. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's frustrating because you're like, oh, gosh. Like, I mean, it does make it hard to plan your life. Like, being on partial stand-down, for instance, it, it's really difficult because there's days where it's like, hey, we need you full-time. It's like, now we need you three days. Now you're two days, but next day you're going to be three days again, but different days to last week. So even getting a supplementary income is it's difficult, difficult to plan, isn't it? Yeah, plan because it's like, well, you know, I've been – like this is my full-time job that I'm not mm. working full-time at the moment, but that's, you have to prioritize that. But it's also like, how do you supplement your income when there's like so much um, turbulence really is, is the way, but you just have to accept that everybody's in the same boat, try not to get frustrated and look at it as a 
as an opportunity for self-reinvention. Like, yeah. that's really how we started this podcast, wasn't it? That's very true, actually. Yeah, I think because everything had changed earlier this year for me, obviously I wasn't able to travel and I wasn't working. And then your change of circumstance with work, this was such a good opportunity for us to do something new that we'd never done before. And, and it's kind been of, so much fun. It's been so much fun, yeah, and we've learned so much. I've loved it. I love coming and drinking with you. <laughs> It's just like, the main reason. All we do is just get drunk and you have all the tech issues and I just sit here I, looking for yes, it. I know. I have so many tech issues today. I was like, why is this not working? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> On your phone. Classic Maddie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what else would you say that would influence you in terms of making decisions, like major decisions? Because obviously, like, our parents have influenced us for our love of travel and our love of kind of or our desire to kind of yeah be open to change and sort of to embrace it as well what else do you think influences you i think like um i don't know i think like for me i've always had like a very strong intuition like um i always follow my intuition on things and i think that that has really provided a strong guide for me through all different circumstances good Mm. and bad um and honestly, I think you just got to put it out to the universe a little bit. Like if you get to a point where you're trying to make something work and, and it's not happening or you're, you know, like, um, I don't know, like you're just ready for new challenges. You just need to start. Like when you accept that, I think in your head a little bit, you incidentally like put out the energy of openness and like being a yes person and people approach you about things that if you weren't kind of thinking that in your mind and being like, you know, looking outward, mm. then I think then like people feel that energy and then they're drawn to you and they're yeah. kind of thinking, hey, by the way, like, did you, you know, did you want to catch up and we can have, you know, a bit of a chat about, you know, this opportunity or that or whatever. And I think that that's super important. You yeah. Know? I think you have to trust yourself. I think that's a massive, massive thing as young people because I always knew that I wanted to go to Melbourne. Yeah. And, you know, obviously now I've moved back here and it kind of didn't work the way that I wanted it to work. But I learned so much from living in a new city for a a year and I did so many things that I wanted to do. I think that's super important Mm. because it's like you you push yourself to new new parts. I was having like a bit of a like I was trying to like I was confused I guess like a couple of weeks ago about what I was going to do like a particular career wise. Okay. And I was even thinking like you know, because being a creative person, you can go through a lot of phases of self-doubt. And I think like sometimes the um, instability of what's been happening lately has like led me to question a little bit, like, should I be actually being creative as my job or should I just enjoy being creative as something that- It was like a hobby on the side. Yeah, that's something that just brings me joy rather than, I guess, essentially monetizing it. And it was really interesting. Like I reached out to a friend that I had made when I was overseas and was just kind of chatting to him and was just like, I just, I don't really know. Like, should I stay on this path? I've worked really hard to get here and I really love my job. And, you know, but I'm just kind of in limbo land. Like, should I reinvent myself and and kind of use transferable skills and get into something that is not as creative, but it's just like, you know, something that is stable. Um, what did they say? But he gave me some really good advice. So he actually just kind of said like um, when he was finishing uni mm. that a lot of people had actually said to him like do something you're passionate about because then it will never feel like you're working a day in your life and blah, 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 blah. And so that's kind of the route that I took too. And I job satisfaction is super important to me and I felt like that really drove me was that sense of happiness in my job and that's led me to being creative for work. 
Um, but it was interesting because then he said like what he thinks is actually better advice and which what he kind of wished that people had kind of maybe told him when he was younger was that um, like the better message is really to do something that's going to stimulate you. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like what you're super passionate about and what you wake up in the morning and like live for. But it has to be something that's stimulating so you still get that job satisfaction. It's going to give you a bit of a purpose as well. Yeah, but it's something that, you know, you can, like, compartmentalise, like, this is work. And then you can do the things that are really enjoyable to you, you know, and you can kind of, like, go off and, like... Do the things do you love that, on the that, side as well. it still gives you a sense of fulfilment. Yeah. So I guess I was grappling with that kind of question last week, which is a pretty big question to kind of think about when you're, you know, I'm nearly 30. So where do you think it's led you to? Like, what what are you thinking now? Well, I think I'm, op- like, I'm open to opportunities now. Like, I feel like I love my job, but I feel like I've, I've been there for, you know, three years. Um, so I'm just open to opportunities, whether they be to supplement my income until I'm back there full time, mm. or even if I end up moving on, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I don't even feel concerned about saying that out loud on a podcast, you know, because it's like, there's times where change is better than staying where you are. And it's just like, I think like I'm ready for new challenges. I want to push myself creatively if I'm going to stay in a creative area or I'm, you know, I'm even open to just seeing what else is out there yeah. for other jobs. Like, I just think it's really important just to be open. So, and I think in 2020, a lot of people are just kind of like broadening their horizons, like rather than narrowing them. Yeah. Everyone's embracing the new normal and kind of thinking, well, maybe this is an opportunity for me to do something different. Exactly. Yeah. I know a guy that um, actually was living in Melbourne. So he's been in full blown lockdown. Okay. And he was like gonna buy a house and all this stuff. And obviously the housing market's gone a bit crazy. Um, particularly in some areas down south. And he was just like, you know what? It's not the right time for me to buy a house, obviously. So he is actually thinking of like going out, um, leaving his job he's been in that's a really stable job he's been in for years, like yeah. like seven years or something, I think in quite a long time. And he was thinking of moving out and actually going and um, living out like in country Victoria and having that year and doing a bit more of a, you know, you go to work and then you come home like clock on clock off job mm. rather than being super invested in a career move. And he was like, I just need a change. Like, to be honest, I think about eyes. I think about doing things like that sometimes. I'm like, I just want to like start my own yoga studio, have a herb garden and just live off the land. But then I realized <laughs> that I can barely keep any of my plants alive. So Live off the land, Matt. I would love to see you live off the land. Can you oh imagine? I'd be like, so I need to get to James Street ASAP. I actually always think about like how nice it would be to have your own vineyard. Yeah. And, like sit and have wine and look out over all the grapevines and just like relax. And then I'm like, That's reality check like that would so not be what it's actually like but it would be great to just just for a couple of days it would be nice and then we'd come back to normal life (laughs) we'd have to get somebody in to look after the grapes and actually do it's called airbnb we just need to book a weekend away and then we can come back oh god (laughs) yeah so i don't know i think it's like a good opportunity to shake it up and like look at where you're at and like also like what you're open to because where you were going isn't necessarily like the only direction that's going to be fulfilling for you. And I yeah. think that I'm just in that place now where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm 30, but it's not like it's not like I'm at the end of the road either. There's it's so like, many things out so there for you to still experience and, as well. Exactly. And like, 
I just kind of sometimes daydream about running away to Canada and like working on a, like a ski field and learning how to ice skate and snowboard and just having like mulled wine with like random people I've met like two weeks ago <laughs> and having a great time. Yeah. It's like, I think it's hard when like all the borders are shut and you're wanting to do these big crazy things and then you, you can't, but you can still facilitate all those changes within your life right now like yeah. you can still change your job you can still meet new people yeah you can still drink bloody mulled wine even though i wouldn't recommend it right now in brisbane it's a bit it's warm here hot. but if you're in melbourne maybe you could have a little cup but that's what i mean so it's good because it's kind of forcing everybody to just like self-reflect see where they're at and the changes that we can make or yeah. the things that we are in control of you know you can think like maybe i should go back to uni or maybe i should take a look at doing a different job or being around different people because it's important to recognize that, you know, there's still changes happening and it's still okay to sort of move forward and do things that we want to do. We just can't leave the country or the state. That's all. <laughs> just not yet. Just because not yet. That time will come. Yeah. What do you think has been the biggest thing that you've done for self-reinvention? Like is like the most significant kind of moment for you, even potentially this year? I think for me, I, in the last couple of years, I've had some pretty major health stuff going on, which is for an episode in itself, but it kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things. So my perspective on what I wanted to do for work, my perspective of what was important to me in terms of my family and my friends and just life in general. And I think that when you have something major happen on a health front, it changes the way that you look at everything and it makes you think, you know, is what I'm doing important and is what I'm doing the right thing for me? And it kind of just gives you a bit of a bit of a kick. Do you feel that like uh, when you say it gives you a bit of a kick and made you think of like what's important and what's not, did you find that like you were actively making different choices immediately or is it something that kind of that change seeped in over like? I think a little bit of both. I think initially when I had some health stuff come up, a lot of change happened straight away that was completely out of my control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the change was me leaving Melbourne and was moving back to Brisbane and it was leaving my friends, leaving my apartment, you know, changing all of these things that I didn't really have any control over because it was kind of like, this is what you have to do now. This is where we're sort of focusing on. But then there was lots of other change that kind of has seeped in over the last two and a half years. Even me going back to work now, it was thinking, you know, is this the job that I want to be doing? Are these yeah. the people I want to be surrounded You're with? You're more like um, discerning, maybe. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that now when I make decisions or you know choose the people that I'm surrounding myself with, I'm a lot more discerning because mm. time is so important, and the people that you surround yourself with and the energy you surround yourself with is kind of crucial to living a good life. I think so true. And I think the thing is like, if you're around positive, like people, even if you're going through turmoil or struggle, like they lift you up. Yeah. And and they give you the support that you need as well. And I think you kind of like, I think if you go through something really big, um, you know, and I, I think you can really connect with people deeply. And I think, like, I mean, we've connected pretty deeply because we've both experienced, I guess, difficulties Mm. and like, you know, you can connect with somebody deeply, but then, like, you both, I think, like, for us, we both value so much having joy and happiness because you look for that lightness when you're in, when you've been in the shadows, you know? Like, yeah. you kind of find the people who are like-minded and connect and want to have a good time. And I feel like, sounds like, you know, that was 
forced self-reinvention. But then as a result, it's kind of been like you've been self-reinventing this last year more kind of mindfully, it sounds like. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's been a massive, it's a really, really massive thing in terms of being mindful and moving forward. And yeah, I feel really positive and I feel like I've taken a lot of positive changes from it. Yeah. So it's it's not been a bad thing. It's just been a massive learning curve and a little bit challenging. Oh, of course. What do you think <laughs> is the best thing that's happened to you, like this year that's happened on the back of self-reinvention? The best thing that's happened to me. Not? Yeah. Mm, that's a good question. Or like not the, it doesn't have to be the best, but like maybe a couple of good things that have happened. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> well, I got oh, to go overseas God. before the lockdown. That was good. Oh, man, so jealous. Um, My trip got cancelled. I don't know. I just, I've had a lot of time to self-reflect and kind of do things that I normally wouldn't. And it's like what we talked about before with the podcast. Like this is something I've always wanted to do and just kind of have a creative outlet. So I think it's been good. I've had more time to do things I normally wouldn't and kind of focus outside of like, oh, this is the job that I need to have. This is what I should be doing. Or it's kind of like social expectations. Yeah, social expectations. As well. Like I think we're all guilty of things on ourselves. So I think it's been good. I've just... I focused on what's important to me and this year people have like shown their true colors, you know, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about in lots of the episodes, but yeah, yeah, I think I've just, I found the people that are really important to me and I've done something creative and now I'm going back to work. So it's been a big learning year. How about you? What do you think the most positive thing is for you? Well, I think like through all the craziness, like it's given me like a sense of like, I guess, like, an opportunity to kind of, yeah, focus on what's important as well. I think, like, I mean, building a house during a pandemic has been very, very, very stressful. But I think, like, a really positive thing is, like, when you step back and you're actually looking at something that you've you've built because we've been super hands-on in DIY because we obviously had cash flow problems, like, with us all being affected job-wise. I mean, God, you feel proud. Like, you feel so proud. You've done a lot this year. When you actually look at it, you've done a lot of things this year. Yeah, and I think, like, the other thing is, like, you know, starting this as a project that I think has served us, like, in a sense of really, like, creating a space for positivity and, like, just time for a good quality friend and good quality Vino. (laughs) And it's, like, you can't go wrong with that. And then the other thing is, like, even in in all the turmoil, I've kind of actually, like, sat down properly and looked at the books and been, like, okay, how can I set myself up in the future to be stable financially when there's, like, obviously things that happen that are outside of your control? And that was the first time I've ever really done that properly. Like, I think it's something, like, cash flow is something that you don't really think of if you're not living, you know, super, you know, day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck, um, or if you're not really, like, if you're super affluent, I think if you're sitting in that middle mark, which I think a lot of people are, can be a bit trickier. You don't really sit down and put the time in to think about it. Um, and I think that was something that I learned this year. I was like, okay, this is really important that I put a financial plan together. And I think that that was just like a really positive experience that came out of something that was quite, um, quite a bit of turmoil. Mm. So well, I that's think awesome that you've taken positive, positive things out. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I think, like, self-reinvention, even though it can, like, kind of throw you bloody, not even just in the deep end, but off the, <laughs> off the cliff, yeah. I think it's worth it. Like, I feel like the struggle always brings good things, whether it's good people or good opportunities. Yeah. I think we should have a toast. I think we should have a toast too, babe. Hang on, let me fill up. <laughs> I think let's have a toast to evolving, learning, and always practicing self-love. Chin-chin. Chin-chin. 
thanks so much for joining us this week. As always, we love chatting, sharing some insight and toasting to another episode. Please subscribe to Chin Chin however you get your podcasts and follow us on social media to keep up to date with our adventures. You can find us at Chin Chin Chats on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and what you're toasting to. Bye for now.